Thank you guys for tuning in to this very special limited theories presented by Five Plus Black Men. Uh, we're going to be exploring different perspectives and different journeys of by plus identifying black men within our community and today we are going to be focusing on the concept of by visibility for those of you who don't know september 23rd is actually by by visibility day and um it's really an, an important factor in the lgbtq plus movement as well as just the movement of fluid by by fluid and just sexually fluid black men where we get an opportunity to kind of express ourselves, get validated in some of the ways that we are erased by both the LGBTQ plus and the heteronormative community. So um, yeah, I'm going to let this this gentleman introduce himself and we're gonna go ahead and jump into hear about his story and his experiences with bi-visibility. Thank you. Um, it's a pleasure to, to be here. Um, my name's Frank. And I'm excited um, to share my perspective on this topic. Yeah, and I'm happy. I'm so glad that you were willing to uh, share your story, your your perspective. What kind of made you want to share that live for the entire world to listen to? Well, uh, I think, you know, some of the conversations in our Bi Black Men's group uh are really supportive to me and dealing with some of the issues that I face. And of all the topics that were on the table um, to, 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 to discuss, this one is one that I think I deal with a lot currently uh, in my life. And it's it matters a lot to me. So I Well, I appreciate you coming to the table with it because there's going to be people listening from around the world that can actually relate to this and so many people have listened and probably have never even heard of by visibility or knew that there was a by by visibility day a lot of people probably had no idea so um frank what what is your understanding of by visibility what does that mean to you well for me i think like you mentioned there's um there's the difficulty that we face, especially as as by black men specifically, um, and being seen in the queer communities and in the heteronormative society. Um, for me, as someone who um, is very masculine presenting and reads uh, probably hetero to a lot of folks, I have a primary partner who's female. It's really important for me to put myself out there um i know it's not important for everyone but for me it feels really important that i'm not um put into a box that doesn't suit me that that makes me uncomfortable so i i take certain steps to make sure that i present myself as something other than heterosexual (laughs) whether that be painting my nails regularly um, I have a bi flag on my on my porch. I wear my my ring with the colors on it, and um, those little those little representations make me feel seen and not, you know, erased as a bisexual. I love that. I love that you mentioned about how those little tiny things kind of signal to the world. There is a lot of pressure to kind of 
self-identify and kind of claim your space when it comes to sexual orientation, which is actually an outside pressure. It's not something that comes from within these communities, but more so um, this pressure of having to identify yourself. Uh, And as well as also something you mentioned was that you are very masculine presenting. So there's typically like a stereotypical chase that goes around what the world understands sexual fluidity to be. Uh, How do you navigate that emotionally? Has it become something that's very second nature to you or do you still feel like it's kind of like you have to try hard to remind people that you're not straight? I think, well, it's both. I mean, it's it's second nature in many ways because it's it's who I am and how I think and how I behave. But also, it's not only external; it's internal as well. It's um, it's a dialogue that I have with myself about how I'm presenting in the world and whether I'm being authentic to what what's really me. I I can find myself. Um, facing pressures or conditioning that comes from within um, which is you know where I am feeling uncomfortable whether I'm in a straight uh, dominated space or a queer dominated space I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm not presenting enough for one crowd or another or I'm questioning myself whether I'm being true to myself um, because because I know that I can be invisible if I choose to be or in a, in a matter of speaking. So for me in my life, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's important to, it's important for me to, to claim that space, like you said, and, and fill it up and fill it up with, with pride and with, um, exuberance really. And, excitement to be who I am and to force the world to see me the way I want to be seen no I feel you I feel you do you remember at what point in your life visibility became important to you I think it's been something that's grown over time I think uh, when I was younger and it was more feeling um anxiety, feeling insecure and, you know, being closeted in my early 20s. Um, I think when I came out to my family and friends, that felt great. And the next stages for me were speaking up in situations where, for instance, at work or something, I used to work in, um, in food service many years ago and people might assume that I was heterosexual and make some sort of remark or or what have you some homophobic remark and I you know it was important for me to speak up and say hey I don't like that I'm queer I don't appreciate that don't say those sorts of things around me and it's like those moments were really important to me Um, even as I worked to find my queer identity and find my expression and the lifestyle that suited me I it was important for me to stick my claim in the world and not be you know and never be trampled or never be made invisible so over the years as I have 
been in relationship, um, especially especially with women, um, it's come up for me as well as a as an internal conversation about uh, heteronormativity and how it plays out in my life and in my moments, uh, not just in how I present, but in my behaviors and and all sorts of all sorts of aspects. So it's it it remains important, and I think it always will be. Yeah, when you say that. You know, you have this internal dialogue, especially having been or being currently in a um, a relationship with a woman. How does your bi visibility show up within your relationship? Like, how does your partner understand your sexuality, and how is it? Do you feel like it's honored? Do you feel like it's respected, or just kind of suppressed based on the situation? Oh, well, no, in my relationship, it's honored and celebrated, um, which is, you know, a gift. I think my partners, my partner also identifies as bi, um, and she really, and we are, I think our sexual lives are not, our sexual lives are rather queer and rather, you know, it's not heterosexual sex that we have <laughs> um, yeah. sometimes. But um, you get to have that element of like fluidity, even in the physical relationship, which is super yes. dope. I know that there's there's a good amount of people that identify as bi due to or kind of like more centered in that sexual relationship. But then there is a good amount of the community that identify as bi within more of a romantic and non-physical space. Mm-hmm. Do you find that both of those spaces are kind of like equal within you? And how do you, I guess, be visible in the sense of balancing having that intimate, romantic, emotional connection? How do, how, how is that fluid within your relationship, if it is? Well, I'm I'm also a polyamorous person. I have been for many years. And so that is probably a big way that that remains active. Um, I it's not it, I have a a preference. The preference that I have is that I am I am in a primary partnership. My primary partner happens to be a woman and I am as if and when I'm looking for other partners or relationships, it's generally not with with women. Um, and but I'm attracted to all sorts of humans, so I try to just remain remain open-minded and and honest and um, so that's it. You know, it's it's just being open and in a polyamorous relationship, you know, the most important thing really is communication and even more so than what you're doing. It's your ability to communicate with one another about it. Oh, absolutely. And even in any relationship, communication is so important. I think communication is one of the most underlooked uh 
cornerstones of relationships in general there's so much that can go left with just lack of communication or poor communication it's really important to make sure that you're on the same page with any partner that you're with period whether it is male female whether it is same sex whether it is um multiple genders whether it's polyamory uh third or ambiguous genders agenders it's just always important when you're dealing with another human being someone's heart in their mind that you gotta communicate 100 okay and so how has it been another aspect of visibility is kind of like community do you find that it's easy for you to find community of people who are visible in the way that you are i wouldn't call it easy i think i feel blessed to have the folks in my life that i do uh, including the folks that are local in my area from the Buy black men's group um that we're in it's really it's really great to have have started hanging out with some of those folks regularly um my friend group that i have had around me a lot this last couple few years is a pretty mixed group um you know sexuality wise and even gender wise but no other bi black men in my friend group and so now i've got a crew of bi black men that i'm hanging out with you know um and it's really fun and so it's, you know. it's amazing how difficult it is to locate bi plus black men yeah it is it's a it's it's so hard because you know even though bisexuals kind of outnumber the rest of the lgbtq spectrum almost double they handle some of the highest rates of like erasure and rejection which then translates into the highest rates of mental illness triggered by being hazed or bullied or um ostracized or excluded and things like that so it's it's so easy for people who are at the intersection of that racial discrimination as well as that um, sexual discrimination, which kind of also kind of falls into a gender discrimination in a weird way, it's really easy for those people not to be visible because they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel safe. Safe, comfortable, valid, um, allowed. (laughs) So it's been really amazing having uh, my Bi Plus homies to go and hang out with and you know we, we went to recently we went to a big queer dance party together and okay that sounds fun it was really fun it was really fun <laughs> I'm a little jealous I feel like I'm totally isolated from everyone although we do have some members that are now in I think Houston and I think one of our newer members are in Austin so I might you know try to link up as soon as my schedule lightens up it's just been so crazy this past couple months but I'm glad that all over like in different parts of the country that people are able to come together through black by plus black men and find each other and actually hold space with each other and hang out and make friends and lasting relationships how important would you say it is to have a friend who identifies the way that you do, even if it's just one. I think it's 
<laughs> it's a uh, it's of the utmost importance and it's great that there are folks here in the Baltimore area that are part of that circle but even just having the online group I think is is hugely important um, and we have folks that are living all sorts of expressions of of their bisexual bi plus um, experience and sometimes we can be you know bright beacons of, of hope to one another and other times we can just be you know that person that knows exactly what it's like to one another and that is priceless because the fact of the matter is my black bisexual homegirls and my white lesbian homegirls and my um you know gay homeboy like none of those folks have the particular experience of walking through life the way that i do with the the ways that we're conditioned in society to see ourselves the ways that society is conditioned to see us and um to have that in common even though we have so many different expressions and ways that we are living our lives um it's it's priceless to me yeah man uh, to all of us i would definitely agree for those uh there's obviously going to be people listening that you don't have that community right and so what what is just to validate their experiences if you can recall what does it feel like when you don't have that what does it feel like when you do feel like you're like the only one what does it feel like when you don't have that it feels like well I mean it feels like being invisible it feels like trying really hard to to signal to the world and to find folks like you I can you know I lived in Oakland California for many years and strangely enough in a place that is in the Bay Area, you know, long known to be one of the queer capitals uh, of the country, bi visibility was so it was almost so rampant that it that I didn't invest I didn't invest in it. It was so much of a gray area with such a large queer community around that when I moved back to the East Coast I felt suddenly um, that there were less there was a, there was so much less by visibility that I needed to signal harder and claim my space. Oh yeah, you gotta and, put the bisexual bat signal in the air, like yeah, yeah. If anybody sees me, anybody relates, please connect with me, and that's real. Yeah. I know that when I when I worked with my clients in terms of mental health counseling and coaching one of the things that really sticks out is that when you're going through a difficult experience and something that takes a toll on your mental health it's really important to know that other people are kind of dealing with the same thing and that you're not strange or you're not weird you know because when you are feeling isolated and you're feeling abnormal and you have the world constantly telling you you're not valid you need to pick a side you're you're lying you're going through a phase you're pretending 
um, when you when you have to deal with navigating all of that stuff, it's really, really hard. And it can actually add a little bit more damage to your mental health when you don't have anyone else that you can be validated with and be heard with. I agree very much so. I really I really pray for those people and hope that, you know, podcasts like this and and groups that are out there uh, find those folks and that they find that they find those expressions. What does visibility look like for you moving forward? You know, do you feel like you're at a space in terms of your bi visibility that you're being you, you're at a satisfactory space of being seen or do you feel like there's more for you to do within your bi visibility well me personally i am i'm on a mission to become a, a bi icon in my own in my own world and so that is um that's where i'm at with things i you know and, and what that means for me is, is encountering myself in moments where I am holding back my expression or where I'm feeling less than comfortable. It means, um, you know, putting myself out there and feeling confident. And it means, yeah, it means being a bright, shining light for people that encounter me, whether they may be younger folks or folks that are less comfortable and you know, just kind of showing them how happy I am and how obvious it is that I am what I am. And, it, you know, it's not a matter necessarily of me changing my appearance or becoming more flamboyant or this or that. But it's, again, like the little things that I do that affect me so strongly and, and cause me to feel more confident and cause me to be more of what I want to be. So... It's about how I present. It's about the relationships that I'm seeking. It's about all of those things. So to those people who may be struggling to accept by visibility, is there anything that you would like to say to those people who might be listening, people that might be trying to understand, but still somehow have that wall up where they're just not able to wrap their heads heads around it or they're not able to I don't know for whatever reason they just can't comprehend it I think what I would say is um, bisexuality is one of the hardest to pin down of all the uh, orientations and because there's so many ways and so many looks and types of us and whatever however those feelings are expressing themselves in you is valid um and worth and worth celebrating worth feeling good about and if you know if you can find folks that will validate that for you then make those folks your friends and if there's folks around you that do not validate it and give yourself the gift of some distance from those folks and you know surround yourself with love yeah distance is one of like i think the harder concepts especially when it's distancing yourself from someone that's close to you and um 
I always tell people that there's multiple levels of distance, kind of like if you're the sun, you have multiple different levels of orbit and, you know, you can put people at a safe emotional distance based on how they either help or hurt your overall mental health. And certainly if you're dealing with being erased by people that you're constantly in contact with, those are people that you want to learn about like learn ways about how to kind of keep them at a certain distance and there are some cases where people just got to be out of your life altogether and if that's you know if that's how it has to be then that's how it has to be but I know it's one of those things that's easier said than done I think we all kind of deal with um especially if you're friends with people who identify as um heterosexual or heteronormative or straight or cisgender anyone that is very monosexual monogendered um sometimes their mindset is also very mono and they don't understand concepts on the sense of a spectrum and so sometimes the things that they say you know you just are not comfortable with it you know and i think that it's important to note that a part of bi visibility is kind of speaking out against homophobia mm-hmm you know, because those the, the biphobia and homophobia are, are very linked together um, coming from a heteronormative community. Now, when it comes to the LGBTQ plus community, the biphobia tends to be leaning a little bit more towards imposter, you know, right. and um, so, yeah, it, it, it is really hard to pin those things down. But at the end of the day, you deserve to give yourself distance away from people who are not healthy for you. You know, absolutely. And as much as possible, you know, fill your head with positive um, reinforcement. You know, listen to all the queer podcasts and all the by media and follow all of this, all of it. So if you're in a little town where there's no one like you you can still feel like a part of something because you can, you know, you can, you can create your own worldview. And there's a lot of power to that, which, you know, some of the, some of the folks that are in our circle, which are, who are, whom are older, you know, have talked about that quite often, just how, how much easier it is for us these days to find one another, to find resources. And it's, it is a real blessing because we have the internet and, it's hard it can be difficult if you're the if you're alone but at least you can find all those those resources and and fill your podcast queue with all of them and fill your you know your your spotify and whatnot with music and all these things that are affirmative and that will help i think what would you say to um someone who kind of is internally struggling with biphobia um meaning that they're showing kind of like passive hatred towards themselves and they're not in a they're trying to get to a space where they can just accept themselves what would you say to that person in regards to visibility i would say i've been there and um it's it's not your fault that you feel that way but you can do something about it. You know, um, there's so much conditioning that that we've all been subject to, um, which tells us that we should hate ourselves, that we should really maybe not accept ourselves and wish that we could be other than what we are. 
and um, we just have to work to to reframe and see it for what it is. It's 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 not who you are. It's something that's other than what you are, and it's um it can the voice of the critic internally sometimes feels like it's you, but it's really society. It's really all the negative messages that society has been filling your head with. And, you know, find all those self-help resources that you can and work to unlearn that stuff because it can be done. And I think the totality of all the stuff we've been talking about today is are things, tools to help you get past it. And finding a group, whether it's online or in person, folks that are like you uh, can be such a huge help in that too um and then you're on your way to being you know the bi icon in your life showing everybody how it's done and how great you can feel about it exactly man i love that message and thank you so much for being here and kind of sharing that story and encouraging the people out there that's listening if anyone wants to learn more about bi plus black pen and our communities you can hit us up on instagram at bisexual black men or you can go to the website at bisexualblackmen.com there's also a ton of resources as well for people that may not be looking to step into a community but may need some resources kind of understanding their experiences and stuff like that and yeah so thank you so much for being here um thank you to the listeners for listening to this limited series and we got some more down the line coming for you so make sure that you check out all of the episodes and uh yeah we will catch you in the next one